Melbourne AA Steps Weekend 2008. This is Ray talking about Step 2. Hello everyone, my name's Ray, I'm an alcoholic. Hi. Uh, see a few of my fans in the audience. Don't worry darlings, you're in for a treat. Yeah, so he goes intact, thanks for asking. Yeah. Came to believe. Uh, for 20 years I, uh, I drank and uh, I took drugs as well. But the main thing I did was drink. And uh, not quite two years ago, uh, three days dry, I arrived at an AA meeting with no idea why I was really there, other than I sort of had no, I had no other idea. <laughs> people had mentioned AA to me before, my ex-wife in particular, and I always wondered why people kept bringing this up, you know. I mean, I knew nothing about it, but it obviously wasn't for me. And, uh, but it kept getting, anyway, so I did it, I, I went. And I arrived at a, at a church in, in Moorlbark, and that was a bad start for me, to turn up at a church. But I went in, I don't know why, I really don't know why, because I wasn't going to. And I sat down and there was crosses and there was this frickin' serenity prayer with God right at the top of it. Oh, man, this is not going to work. And I sat there, I sat there for the first 20 minutes trying to, you know, just brilliant, just brilliant in my magnificence trying to work out how I could get around the God thing, you know. Again, with no idea what I was doing or where I was or what it was really about, but I had the experience that other speakers have talked about, and I heard alcoholics talk for the first time, honestly, about just how shit it was. And uh, and the fact that I felt <laughs> felt like a lunatic, I was a lunatic, and couldn't control my drinking, and everything had gone to hell, um, was apparently quite normal <laughs> in this group of people. Yeah, it is too. <laughs> So, I had the first step, there was no doubt about that. Um, it was in the smoke break in this meeting, someone said, it just, uh, right now, just concentrate on the first step and the third tradition. So, when I went back in, I actually had a go at reading the steps, and I could see that I was powerless over alcohol. As I said, I was three days dry and it wasn't going to last. As magnificent as I knew I was, it wasn't going to last. I was going to have to go back on. I was going to have to start pilling again or something, and ultimately I'd drink. So number two came along and came... It, it, the step two came to believe that a power greater than ourselves could restore us to sanity. I was someone who was blessed with the knowledge that I was insane. I'd been diagnosed with narcissistic personality disorder <laughs> a few weeks before arriving at AA, which, um, which made me very special. I was uh, I was having the T-shirts printed, and uh, because the the key thing with that particular disorder is that there's there's clinically it's never been successfully treated. There's no no real there's no remedial medicine that's successful for that. So I was I was rooted, and there was nothing I had to do about it because there wasn't, you know. And my ex-wife too. That did something for her to see the problem. It was a genuine problem. It was in me, and there was nothing we could do. You know, she shared my powerlessness. My whole family did. But I, I came to understand over the coming weeks that it was this power greater than myself was wasn't someone else. It was it was God. You know, and 
and I say this a lot, but for me, and I know when I'm not extraordinary in this regard, God was on the list of pricks who let me down. You know, he wasn't top of the list, but oh, he lived on top of the list from time to time. You know, I grew, grew up in a beautiful Christian home with wonderful, <laughs> loving parents, and uh, proceeded to fuck their life. Right. Knew about God, I'd seen it, I'd seen. You know, I'd seen. I, well, for me, it wasn't prejudice; it was knowledge. You know, about what God's people had done, what I'd done as one of God's people too, was a, a purportedly a Christian, and the the just the intolerance, you know, and the hate, the judgment, you know, judgment of people like me. How dare they? You know, had a whole list of the things that had been done to me by God's people and by God as well. So. So it wasn't going to work. So people people explained to me patiently that it was a God of my understanding. I started going to, a few weeks into sobriety, I started going to to the Steps in St Kilda meetings and uh, and, and the point was made there pretty much every night that it, was, that it was a God of your own understanding. So I sort of rattled along for a few days hoping I'd find someone else who either had Ozzy Osbourne or Satan <laughs> as their higher power. Um, and that didn't really, that didn't, that didn't come across. And anyway, when I discussed that with someone, they sort of said, well, that's no good because that's their idea. So, uh, yeah, okay. But I wouldn't do it. I wasn't interested. I really wasn't interested. But it, it came to a point. It, uh, it, it came to a point where there was where there was the two choices. And if I hadn't have been such a fidgeting bugger and pulled the, the bookmark out, I would have read you that bit. Never mind. Read it, <laughs> read it yourself. You'll get more benefit out of it. <laughs> I, I'd come to that point where I, I, I'd been left with two choices. I didn't know... I, I didn't think I'd drink again. I, it had, that had been taken away. I didn't want to drink. I thought about it a lot, but I didn't want to drink. But I didn't want to live. I couldn't live the way that I was and so it was put to me that there was the two choices go on to the bitter end or live this spiritual life it's, and I love that bit in the book where it says you know this is not an easy choice you know it's, it's, it's no shit you know it wasn't a choice it just wasn't it just wasn't an option but you know I'm dry at this point and there's no there's no I'm not getting the relief I'm not getting the relief from alcohol I'm not getting it from drugs I'm not getting it from my family really I was kicked out of the home again and, and work wasn't propping me up. It was all just, there was nothing. So it came to that point, it came to that point where I was going to, in my case, I was just going to go to Victoria Street and overdose because I was pretty sure it would have been effective, you know. I didn't, yeah. And it was a good chance that someone I knew wouldn't find me, you know. And I mean, I'd had these thoughts before, but they'd, but the certainty of this was remarkable for me. It was that was what was going to happen. And uh, I, I crashed, you know, I, and I crashed properly. And it came to my mind. It's it. It was I was driving to my brother's place um, to go and live in his spare room again, at thirty something years old. And uh, you know, I had an idea that my life was out of control. And the, and the thought came in that I should pray. And, uh, and and straight away, the loudest voice just says, what the fuck are you going to do that for? You'll just hear me. You know? And if I thought I was in trouble, then once, then I just went deeper. I was deeper again. You know? But the idea came to, 
to pray the serenity prayer and I did. I'd held off for weeks and weeks, I'd held off praying that freaking thing. You know, I'd hold people's hands and, you know, it's wrong. I can do that. No one's really looking at me and my mum's not there. It'll be all right, but I wouldn't do it, you know. I just wouldn't do it. It started with that word and there was no way, but I prayed it. And, and for me, I'm one of these mongrels, as it's been explained to me by so many of my friends, who had a bit of a rushing wind, you know, and I don't know why. I'm grateful I did, and I'm not sure that it's benefited me that much more than it has any of, any of my friends in the fellowship who've had a spiritual experience, of, like an experiential one, you know, a, a later rather than a sooner one. In fact, I know it hasn't made any difference for a lot of us. But my head was quiet, you know. I'm someone who woke up day in, day out, and my head was already going. The argument had already started, and, uh, and it was full on. And I thought that was normal. I thought that was normal before I started drinking in my case. Um, but it got to the point where I'd done so much harm in my life that there was no way I could shut it down. And even pissed, I would struggle as well. I had to be knocked out. Um, and it was quiet. And, I, and I'm like, I'm thinking about how I've just been kicked out by my missus and how I may never see my kids again. And, I may, and this is me in my head poking these things, these ideas that have been haunting me for the, however many of the last days and nothing. I've just got this piece. So like the big, tough truck-driving bloke that I am, I cried. <laughs> like I'm about to now. <laughs> yeah. And uh, <clears throat> nothing changed, but something shifted. So I began to... I, I scored a copy of the book and actually gone to central office and got one because <laughs> I thought it was a secret... So I went and bought my own. And uh, <laughs> just, you know, plenty of stealth. <laughs> and I'd had a bit of a read and and I sort of knew the point that I was at, that I I had to come to believe. And I couldn't even then, even though I prayed and this thing had happened, I, I liked the idea. I liked the idea of believing in God. I was willing to to accept it, but the prejudices were, that were there, the, the hate... I was so disappointed in what God had done. It, it wouldn't work. But then, the, then there was the following miracle, and they came to believe. In the days after that, all I can t- I didn't. There was, there, although I had this experience, there was no radical conversion. All that happened is that I began to pray. And when I prayed the, the third step prayer on my own, um, in my brother's spare room, <laughs> wondering what the hell was going to happen. Um, all I'd accepted at that point was that maybe there's someone maybe they can help I'll ask them and I'll see what can happen you know it's written it's written about a number of times in the literature that just I had this willingness to I didn't have to actually jump in holus bolus you know I wasn't actually going to have to run off and become a monk you know or change as it turns out change my habits too much you know um, and become the, the person that I saw other people be become a Christian, become whatever it, it just happened, you know And I, so I, I prayed the third step prayer and it went on from there and you know, my relationship now with my higher power, and I, I use the word God because it's, it's simple it's, it's in the literature and, I, and the prejudice is gone with that now, 
I have no greater understanding about the who this being, this person or whatever is. All I know is I operate in the results. I can, I, you can classify me as an agnostic still. That's really not a problem for me. I can work with that because of the, the, the views that I have, or the indifference that I have about religion as a general rule. Now, I, I live now with an understanding and a tolerance about what my parents believe and what other people believe, and I can see how... I can see how returning to your church, returning to the to the temple, returning to wherever is going to give you comfort and fellowship and strengthen your spiritual walk. That's it's cool with me. I just don't do it, and I don't need to. You know, it's God. I I pray to this person. I do it in the morning. I do it at night. Sometimes, sometimes I the conversation is full of four letter words. You know, because it seems to be like that. It seems to be a relationship. You know. I think I get answers to I'm still alive. <laughs> you know, that was an answer. <laughs> Although some people would say it was the wrong one. But uh, I forgive them. <laughs> yeah. And that's where it's gone on from there. You know, I, I'm, my marriage is not back together. Uh, and that's the right thing. I can see the plan in that. Um, my kids love me and I love them and I can tell them that. And I hug them, and you know, stuff happens in my life that's just—it just never happened before. My daughter is here in the kitchen slaving away because she loves me so much. You know, she wants to spend time with me. Madness, madness. <laughs> She's, where is she? You're not, uh, not here, are you, sweetheart? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you're all right. So I'll go back to what Bill, what happened to Bill, and it said one. It says here in uh, the end of We Agnostics. Which I read with great delight, because I was good, it was good to discover that I was mentioned again in this book. Uh, one night, when confined in a hospital, he was approached by an alcoholic who had known a spiritual experience. Our friend's gorge, I think, is the word. Rose, as he bitterly cried out, "If there is a God, he certainly hasn't done anything for me." But later, alone in his room, he asked himself this question: "Is it possible that all the religious people I have known are wrong?" Well, pondering the answer, he felt as though he'd been lift, he, he lived in hell. Then, like a thunderbolt, a great thought came. It crowded out all else. Who are you to say there is no God? And on he goes. Tumbles out of bed. He gets the rushing wind. Good on you, Bill. Cheers for that. Thank you very much. And, it, and, it, and the chapter ends with, um, what is this but a miracle of healing, as he talks about how he doesn't drink anymore and hardly thinks of it? Yet its elements are simple. Circumstances made him willing to believe. For me, there was nothing else. And I did it. And what's catching in my throat <coughs> now is who asked me to share on this step? It was you, David, wasn't it? Oh, you're a bastard. Oh, I said to one of my friends on Wednesday night, the only reason why he's asked me to do this is because he likes to see me cry. Oh. 
maybe you'll have a sponsor just like that. <laughs> Circumstances made him willing to believe. He hum humbly offered himself to his maker. Then he knew. That's the gift that I got, that my drinking gave me, that the circumstances of my life made me willing to believe that, that, that this God was there and that he was there for me. The chapter finishes with, even so, as God restored us all to our right minds, to this man the revelation was sudden. To me, I think it was too. Some of us grow into it more slowly but it's come to all who have honestly sought him. When we drew near to him, he disclosed himself to us, and it was as simple as that. As I say, my experience in the second step came off the back of the surrender, the real surrender in the first. I was rooted, and there was only two choices, and I had a crack at the spiritual one, and I wasn't, I wasn't truly willing to believe. I was still coming to believe, and there's parts of me that are coming to believe now. But I made that step towards God, and, uh, you know, he was there, as it turns out, and I've heard plenty of people, <laughs> people say this. He was there all along. It was me that I turned my back, you know. And the God that I had, the God that I accepted as a child and was angry with doesn't exist for me. It just doesn't, you know. There's no, there's no partisanship. There's no, it's just, it's, it's just this, this being, this God that I pray to, you know. And, uh, and it continues to work and, it, and, and I experimented I experimented with stopping praying because <laughs> I thought I was hooked up and uh, there was no need to do that and, uh, and it, it got worse and the deeper I get into act, not so much the belief but actively praying and seeking help from God the better it appears to get and for me as an engineer I can see the common alignment it, it happens it happens. The more I do it, the better it gets. When I started doing it, it's when things changed, you know. But you know what? My experience and my journey is not likely to command anyone here to do it. You know, I pray that that you get the chance that I did and you end up rooted and have no other choice. And you have to do the program. You can't afford to fuck about with it because you just have to do it. It's your only choice. And then, God willing, you get out the arse end of it and it's unbelievable. It's just unbelievable, you know. It's, uh, yeah, it really is. Thanks. Thanks. Information about the annual Melbourne AA Steps Weekend is available from www.stepsweekend.aagroup.org.au. Thanks for letting us share.